Hello, everyone. Um, this is our second podcast in our podcast series, Managing Your Research in an Uncertain World. My name is Sonia Tomaszkowicz, and I work in research and development at the University of Cambridge. Today with me is a colleague and a friend, Natasha Wilson. Uh, she's the director and founder of Cambridge Insights. Natasha specializes in 21st century leadership skills uh, and mindsets to support researchers to maximize their impact. She designs and delivers workshops and programs focusing on leadership and innovation. So warm welcome, Natasha. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Sonia. Really delighted to be back after our first podcast on the topic in which we covered the meaning of VUCA in details and how this can impact researchers. Um, so maybe just as a reminder for our listeners, uh, VUCA can be used as a diagnostic tool to assess our environment and identify the level of change we are faced with and more specifically, the levels of volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, uh, which are linked to our projects and beyond. Yes, thank you for that. That's a really good reminder and, and really useful to see the different aspects of change and the impact it can have on our research um, and also wider projects. So today we are going to talk about uh, how can research respond to the uncertain VUCA environment. Um, and can you tell us a little bit more about that, please? Yes, sure. So VUCA relates to the conditions under which we all make decisions, plan forward, manage risks and foster change, but also solve problems and innovate. So VUCA represents four distinct types of challenges with four different types of responses, which we will cover today. I think the common mistake we often make is that we forget to understand the type of challenge we face. And we tend to put everything under one label, which is often the word uncertainty. Uh, and as we've seen in our last podcast, it's really important to assess the different level of and types of change we are facing and adapt our responses accordingly whenever possible. Yes, this is actually really true. We often feel that um, when we are doing research and we get stuck because we may be waiting for an answer or on additional funding or, or a possible collaboration, for instance, we always feel that there is a level of uncertainty, but often this is more subtle than that um, and we need to define it. Um, so perhaps we should start with volatility element of VUCA world. Uh, so what do we need to do when we work in a highly volatile landscape? Uh, I remember you use the analogy of volcano. Yes, I remember that, yes. So it's quite a, a visual representation in a way. Um, so there is, to respond to a volatile environment, um, which is a situation that can be defined as unstable or unpredictable, we need first to accept and embrace the situation and recognize it. Um, and the risk is to spend too much time in negative emotions, which stop our ability to respond. So with volatility, it's really important to develop a certain agility and flexibility in terms of what I mentioned as you know before, smart goals. So our goals are supposed to be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and targeted. But this needs to be reviewed or revisited uh, in the context of having a volatile environment. So we may need to review and adapt them. We also potentially need to review our skill sets to help us respond to possible future events and help us gain more flexibility. So I think there is a time investment here, which is required and may not translate in solving problems immediately, but is preparing for it um, and will put us, I think, in a much better place in the future when we understand the level and type of change. 
So for instance, you may rely on a collaborator for specific analytical skills, but the visa application may be rejected due to political tensions in a volatile environment where they're coming from. And in this instance, gaining new analytical skills may be worth exploring to mitigate a worst case scenario. You may also need to go back to your high level goals and share those with your teams, your collaborators and wider stakeholders. It's really important to agree the way forward in terms of how you will work in the context, how in this volatile context and how you will work together to meet those goals, which may have been revised. So we often discuss the importance of values here and culture and both those basically really help us understand the type of response and behavior that are acceptable in your group and to your stakeholders. Yes, thank you for that. Um, yeah, it, so we looked at the how to respond to, uh, to a volatile environment, something that we can't really control, and that's probably what makes us um, anxious, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, can you tell us a little bit more now about responses to uncertainty? Again, very topical subject for researchers and, and research staff. Uncertainty is always part of it, as you already discussed in a previous podcast, as research is uncertain in itself. So this yes. is just extra layers that gives even more uncertainty to, to, uh, to research and researchers. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uncertainty is when we do not know if the change will have an impact on our research or products in general. So really what we need here is to uh, readdress the lack of adequate information. I mean, this is where you are really working towards getting more data to understand the situation. So we need to spend time and efforts on our information networks and broaden them. This can require new data sources, new ways to process existing and new information, New collaborators also who may have access to different information, but they also may bring a different perspective or they may even challenge some of your assumptions. So here we really seek to understand the situation and gain, gain more data, really. Yeah, and this is, I guess, the hard part, really, right? Having the access to this information to move forward. I think first de determining what information do we need in order to move forward and then gaining this information as well to help us move forward. Yes, exactly, Sonia. And I think, you know, really, we need to tap into others' networks to do this uh, or work closely with key stakeholders. And we'll cover that in, in podcast, uh, the third podcast on, on the topic. But really, the idea here, uh, in an uh, uncertain uh, world, you need to work on multiple scenarios and what if planning. You know, you can prepare for different options and mitigate negative impacts on your research and even develop new ways of working, which, which can be really beneficial. So change is not always negative, and there are always options to work more efficiently and more effectively. Yes, yeah, absolutely, you're right. I mean, change is difficult for everyone, I guess, but it, it doesn't have to be negative, although we all often view it as a negative. Um, I really like the idea of the scenario planning and going with kind of options A, B and C uh, when, you have more, when, when you have more data. And I have to say, if I think of beginning of my PhD days, the best advice I received was have a kind of backup plan. It was prior to pandemic or Brexit on any of these things, but that was such a useful 
um, the best advice really that I received because of this um, sort of, if this experiment doesn't work, can you use this information, this data, for example, to publish a, an article um, that will talk about the data analysis. So it won't be experimental one, but it will be, you know, stats related uh, paper. But then again, you have an additional chapter for your thesis. So kind of thinking in this sort of always in different streams, if things yeah. don't really work out the way you want it, what can you do in order to kind of have, a, you know, to, to, to managing uh, um, the problems, I suppose. Yes, absolutely. So sometimes it's actually within the research projects that all these things are happening. And sometimes like, you know, the external factors that influence influencing your work and your and your life. So the example of, you know, having new working practices post COVID-19 or post, as I say, before lockdown, for instance, is an interesting one. You know, we are all waiting for guidance and information from governments, research institutes, funders, team lab managers and more. So collecting this data and making sense of it will help us understand how we can manage our research in these transition times. And new guidance and rules will have an impact on how we can manage our research and access these physical spaces, access you know, collaborators and teams, which again will influence performance and results and goals. Yes, absolutely. And exactly. Um, and while this is happening, we all have to work with different scenarios and, and making, you know, we need to make plans accordingly. Um, yeah, because we need to just adapt to this new situation because we don't know how long it will be here. We don't know what next steps will be. So we need to kind of just be flexible about all of that. Okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about complexity now, the, the, the third one in the VUCA yes. world. <laughs> So complexity uh, is an aspect I think researchers recognize and are familiar with in a way. So complexity can often be seen in our funding systems, um, you know, systems and networks we need to use in research. So to navigate this complexity, we need to first gain clarity on all the components and parts which are involved and make sure we align the way we work to manage this level of complexity. So if you work in teams, you may need to review roles and responsibilities. Um, and working in research, you can also manage this level of complexity by seeking new collaborations, which can help you reach your research goals more effectively or with fewer delays, for instance. So the aim really is to increase your skill set, your strengths. Um, in some instances, I don't know if you've seen it, but you know you have teams that are created like teams of teams, or you have experts that can deal with technological issues. So really, here we're trying to kind of match the way we operate and how we work together um, to try to reduce or you know in a way uh, mitigate the impact of having a complex landscape. So as an example, we often talk about the complex funding systems available for researchers, depending on fields, research interests, stage of the career, nationality, uh, links to institutions and, and many more. So to navigate this complexity, you might want to work on multiple distinct projects and some can be small with different collaborators, people who have access or understanding of different systems and landscape. And this will also help you nurture uh, you know, relationships for the future. Yes, absolutely. And uh, what about the nature of research projects? So, yes, uh, you know, the pro as you mentioned before, the, the research projects, you know, especially larger scale ones, there is a level of complexity within research. 
um, because you tend to have also numerous collaborators and stakeholders, and sometimes you do it across institutions, continents, and fields of expertise. So everybody has a different perspective and different thing to bring to the table. So it's a much bigger and wider subject on project management in research. But I think at the heart of it all will be the quality of communication amongst the teams and the wider stakeholders as well as adequate information systems, communication networks, and a strong vision from the research leaders and funders. And this will help us and help you navigate uh, complexity. Yes, and as you mentioned, Natasha, related topic, uh, which needs its own time, really. Um, so let's talk about ambiguity now. Sure. So the final aspect of VUCA is around ambiguity. And this is when you don't really understand cause and effect. So it's hard to know what to do I think it's like playing a game, but not knowing the rules in a way. So it can be really frustrating at times. Um, so in this situation, we ideally need to experiment and innovate in all aspects of our research. And this includes creative problem solving as well as core thinking skills. So in a way, Sonia, we have been experimenting by producing those postcasts and creating something new at a time when in the global landscape, leaders are trying to make sense of the global health threats and working out the best ways to contain it. And this ability to create and innovate often gets stronger in those environments. And I suppose we're less risk averse and we're keen to try new things because we know that standing still is not an option. So, yes, I, yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> No, I just want to say, yes, absolutely. I agree with that. And I mean, if I just look at it in my current job, what we've done, we've done so many new innovative things that because of the pandemic, because we are all at home and we can't re um, reach our researchers anyway, uh, uh, but online. Uh, so we created all sorts of new things for our, our stakeholders. Um, and possibly that would never happen if there was no pandemic, because we would just create more face-to-face -face sessions, and that would be that was the main thing that we were doing. So yes, you're right, and and you know other things, for example, I can see this um, in some research groups in the global kind of health field and immunology have come up with amazing results in response to pandemic as well. So I think we are all kind of responding to it in different ways, but the result is always that we are becoming much more innovative, and and, and you're right, less risk averse, I think, uh, yeah. and trying new things because we have to. And maybe I think this trend is going to grow, you know, over the years to come, there will be a need for more experimentation and innovation. But I think this also may, uh, as you suggested, you know, uh, positively influence some of the systems we're working with and some of the ways we've worked, you know, for many, many years, um, because we have that space. We have almost this kind of like, you know, we authorized to explore as before you don't have the time or maybe there are strong factors that stop you doing this. So, you know, interesting times and uh, and I think a positive outlook as well. Yes, I like that. I like to finish on a positive note. <laughs> uh, so thank you again, Natasha. This was really useful. And uh, we will meet again in our third podcast in, the on, in this series on uh, managing your research in an uncertain world. In our third podcast, we will focus on developing a VUCA-proof mindset to maximize uh, our research impact. So once again, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Sonia.